This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right this second, you would tell me, Well, that sounds pretty whack. And I would add, You have eight weeks to know if you really love them. You just got married at first sight. Jason and Asia gonna tell you wrong from right. Are all these couples just disasters waiting to happen? Imagine if one of them could be a perfect match. Hello, and welcome to a perfect match. That's right. We're here again. We are so excited to be here with you today. As you know, we wrapped up season 16 and we have yet to get a premiere date for season 17. So we are bringing y'all another postseason interview. I'm Asia. And of course, I'm not alone. I'm here with my amazing co-host, Jason Reed. Jason, how are you? Asia, I'm doing fantastic. We got another fantastic guest. I'm ready to break it all down once again. So excited. We have with us the one, the only, Nicole Felk. Nicole, how is it going? How are you? How's it all? Hello, hello. I'm great. Things are great. I'm so happy to be here. So thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yes, we're so excited to talk to you uh, to be, I guess, if you happen to stumble upon this video or this podcast and you didn't listen to season 16, 
Nicole is the only surviving couple from this uh, <laughs> this season of uh, Married at First Sight. Um, so, Nicole, how does that how does that feel? How's how's married life? Well, we're actually the only surviving couple in uh, the past yeah. few seasons, <laughs> so it feels like we are just carrying the weight of the Married at First Sight you know, victories on our shoulders, but it's great. I mean, we've been married. We just hit our one year anniversary. Uh, we just bought a house. Thank you. Fantastic. We are going on a real honeymoon. So we're great. We're still kind of in that honeymoon phase because it's only been a year, but we're comfortable. We've gotten over all the hurdles from filming and we're just a regular old boring couple oh. now. <laughs> That's awesome. Nicole, I really, I really, uh, I really want to make you feel comfortable. So I'm going to change, I'll change my background. Oh gosh. There, there we go. Okay, there we go. <laughs> yes, we're Getting here. Some dinosaurs we're, up in there. Dinosaur, pineapple. We're, we're we got it all going on over, over here. Some banana leaves. Those are also. I'm a big fan of those. So you have it oh, all. Got it Thank all. You. Got it all. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, I want want to make you feel as comfortable right. as possible. Uh, right before we Thank get started, you. make sure if you're listening to this and you didn't listen to any of our coverage, we did cover all of season 16. You can find that at Rob has a pack. Rob has a website dot com slash first sight. Feed. Um, so we do have a it, wherever you listen to your podcast, you you can listen to them at the Love at First Sight feed. You can also find our podcast on the Rob has a podcast YouTube channel. And um, we did do an interview, a postseason interview with Jasmine, so that was great. And so now we're here with Nicole. So uh, so y'all are in this. Uh, you say it's like a honeymoon phase. So were there phases? Because you know you had the before the show honeymoon phase, and then while the show's on and then now after the show you can really like enjoy did do you feel like y'all went through phases pre-show while the show's airing and after oh yeah there were definitely i mean while we were filming that was true honeymoon stage and then there's a little lull period in between filming being over before the show airs and you feel life is great you're not filming you can eat without cameras in your face and then the show airs Right. And that was something you just can't prepare for. I honestly had a very hard time mentally, emotionally. It was not good for me while this was airing. And that for me was what I mean, I already knew I loved Chris, that we were going to be together forever, la la la. But that time period for me really sealed the deal because he was exactly what I needed. He supported me. He helped me. He was going through his own struggles because it's hard every week to watch yourself and see a version of yourself you don't love. And then Everyone on the internet hates you because you wore ripped jeans or you said a word wrong or whatever it is. So that was a very hard phase of our marriage because it felt like every week there was always heaviness to it. And then the show finishes airing and you're all happy again. And now we just get to live. So we're in a almost new phase where it's kind of behind us, but we can fondly think of the the good times and not have to focus on every week there being something and as you know this season went on for ever ever and ever yeah so it was it was a lot but we're in a really good place now and i'm happy that i can see other faces on my tv besides my own <laughs> now now for the real question uh how is your dad mark uh, more importantly, how are the math season 16 chickens are any still alive? Uh, oh, yeah. and, and do we know yet which cast member tastes the best fry? Oh my God. 
<laughs> terrible. Uh, my dad's great. He's actually coming to visit us tomorrow. He's watching the dogs while we go on our little honeymoon. So he's wonderful. He is still very invested in the MAPS community. He's always asking me who's doing what. He's telling me about the chickens. They're all alive. He only gets <laughs> eggs from them and doesn't eat them. That's so I wonderful. don't know how they taste, but they're all alive and doing well. And he'll send me little update videos. He'll be like, this is Gina and Nicole hanging out. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Dad, there's Cole's actually a rooster. So I'm like, is he trying to like mate with Gina? This is a little awkward, Dad, but he's great. That's fantastic. I just got to figure out who produces the best tasting eggs then. Maybe that's the thing. All of them. They're organic. Very oh, good. See. We can go visit the farm that's one the day. Can I buy? Um, so I guess he- so you 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 said, you know, watching it back you have to obviously deal with like the fan reception of it so I guess after you filmed how did you think you were going to be perceived compared to how you actually were perceived like once you started to see people's reaction oh I thought everyone was going to love me like I'm funny I'm relatable I'm not little miss perfect like I'm just a regular person everyone's gonna think they're me in some ways and um, that is not what happened. I also, I, I'm not very emotional, but watching the show back, all I was was emotional. Yeah, so. yeah I was going to say, you could have fooled us. <laughs> it was like any time I've ever been emotional in my life, they mm-hmm. show. So if that's 5% of my life, you saw all 5% of it. So I, I wasn't anticipating that. So I really, I thought everyone was going to think that I was so funny and bubbly and outgoing. And I was crying for 98% of the season. So it just, I didn't come across the way I thought I would, but that was a good lesson for me to reflect and say, well, maybe, you know, you're not always the person you think you are. It was a good mirror for me, but a difficult one, I should say. Yeah. I mean, before coming into the process, what was your level of like, you know, awareness of Married at First Sight? Did you watch the show? Were you a fan? What What was your, you know, how familiar were, were you with the show before you came? So I've been watching religiously since season nine because I ran out of things to watch when COVID first hit. And my mom, like, you have to watch this show. It's so interesting. Like, mom, it just, I thought it was people, like, they pick them off the street. Like, yeah, I want to get married. And they just plop two people together. I had no idea there was an actual matchmaking process. So I started watching and I was hooked. And my mom lived in New York at the time. She's recently retired down to Florida, but it was our way to stay in touch while I was in Nashville and COVID was going on and I couldn't go back home to visit her. So it was our way. We did a little weekly rundown after every episode. Like, What do you think happened? Like, you know, who do you think is going to stay together? That sort of thing. So I was a very big fan the past few seasons that's that's cool so since you watched leading up do you have like a favorite couple from the seasons you've seen besides yourself Woody and Amani, okay like, yeah well yeah <laughs> um so Woody and Amani are I feel like everyone's yeah. favorite couple but yeah. I fangirled Amani and I was like hey I'm also a maps wife who's still together any advice whatever and she never oh, answered no. so now I feel like a loser oh, no. and like I still want to support them but I want her to be my friend, but they just really, to me, that was like the process working perfectly. Two people who were ready, but just not able to get there on their own and the show put them together and they carried it through. So 
they were an inspiration. Oh, absolutely, for me. yeah. Besides Woody and Amani, is there some like a uh, math successful couples club? Do you get like a membership card? Uh, you know, we've had a few couples that have had to have their membership revoked recently. <laughs> but, like, is there are there special privileges? Like, uh, do you have a little network set up? What is what is uh, what is it like being a successful maths couple? It's kind of the same as just being anyone on maths. You, I mean, really, the connections you make are through social media. I found that I've reached out to past cast members. They've reached out to me. I know a lot of the guys from past cast have reached out to Chris after they found out we were together. So it's kind of just who you decide to connect with. I do feel like there's, I'm not going to name names, so don't <laughs> ask me, but there is kind of a group of past cast who they're always in the comments, like trying to stir stuff up. They're messaging, trying to get some you know secrets out of you. And then there's the side that's trying to help you and really guide you while it's airing and tell you everything's going to be okay. And share their experience so it feels like devil side angel side and you have to decide like what part of this group you're going to be be in we want to ask you about the messy side but is there a particular couple or one person that's been most most helpful to you you would say so Kristen from san diego she is my saving grace she uh gave me her phone number immediately once i messaged her and just really helped me in saying this will all pass. It'll be okay. Don't watch the show if you don't want to. Like, get out of the Facebook groups. Get off Reddit. And she really helped me a lot. And I actually got to meet her a few weeks ago in New York. So that was a full circle. Like, definitely a fangirl yeah. a lot. Like, I forgot. I was also on math. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> San Diego, this is so cool. But she was awesome. She's been awesome. And there's a lot of people who have been really great, but she's my number one. Yeah, she's one that like if they ever did a spinoff again, like the Married at First Sight Second Chances, she should be top of the list that deserves a second chance. 100%. So, for sure. Um, yeah. So uh, before we get into the actual process, what what were you surprised the most about the eight, like fi- the filming process? I honestly was surprised at how much we were filming. I really assumed it was like, you know, we'll come over, watch you have dinner. You'll go to date night on Saturday. We'll have Dr. Pepper come in here and there. But it was like film. If you're not working, you're filming. And if you are working, we're still filming you, but you can just be working while we're filming and forget about having friends, forget about having weekends. I just did not. They tell you that they'll be filming you this much, but you think realistically they can't film you that much. It's only a few episodes, but then they extend the season and um, it was just filming all the time. And the few times I wasn't filming or Chris and I weren't filming, I should say, I feel like we didn't even want to do anything. We just wanted to sit, watch TV, not speak to each other, just (laughs) exist. And that was a huge shock for me because I thought there would be more of, I would have more of a life, but it was purely devoted to the show for these eight, 12 weeks, whatever it ended up being. Yeah. Uh, you know, when, so we, we came into season 16, we saw the intro packages and I, I want to get your take on how you felt about like your intro package, because honestly your intro <laughs> package was kind of like really kind of goofy and off the wall. But then once we got into the season, it didn't feel like you were this. I remember, I remember thinking like after like the premiere episode or the matchmaking episode, whatever, whatever your intro package was, was like, wow, this lady's going to be really kooky and really, really like 
off the wall, but you, you really kind of you you weren't as cookie as they portrayed you. What did you think about how they kind of portrayed you, in, especially in the beginning? Yeah, I, I feel like every part of my personality, they only showed the extremes. So I am mm-hmm. definitely goofy, kooky. Like I'm a nut. All of the things in the intro, I remember I was like playing behind columns in a park. <laughs> and that was all me. That was me just being silly, doing my thing. And I am 100% like that, but not 100% yeah. of the time. And I feel yeah. like the intro made it seem like that was me all the time, where that's me when I'm just in a silly mood. But a lot yeah. of the times I'm just chill, very relaxed, very go with the flow. But the intro made it seem like I was at a level 20. And then throughout the season, I was like coasting at a one to two crying. And then I would be up there like in someone's business. So <laughs> I just don't think they knew where they wanted my character so to speak, Mm -hmm. to go. So they, in the beginning, went with, let's show how we see her right now and then kind of took a turn. Yeah, I think what I remember most is, uh, I'm FBI, full (laughs) (laughs) That is something, it's a magnet my mom has had for as long as I can remember. And we just make fun of her because when it'll be like someone is going too slow in front of her or someone just is something so silly. And she'll say, oh, I'm going to go FBI and then they don't <laughs> stop whatever they're doing. So yeah. it's just an inside joke. And I said it once and they went wild <laughs> for it. So yeah. it's, it was another lesson. Watch what you say because you can't take things back. And if people find something that hooks them, <laughs> take it and run with it. Um, so yeah, so moving into the, the eight weeks of it all, you know, you get married to a stranger, um, especially from the intro package where I, I was thinking, I was like, oh, can Chris handle Nicole? Cause you had this huge personality. And then we saw Chris who, who just seemed like, you know, mild tempered. Um, so once the season went on, y'all were the couple where it was just like, once we got to y'all, every, every podcast were like, well, Things are working for Nicole and Chris. Like we, we know <laughs> this is a happy story. There's no way they don't end up together. I think we rate, like, uh, you know, we rate, or what do you call rate each couple um, going in t- to to say like, okay, who is most likely to end up together? And y'all were consistently like a five. There was never a doubt in our mind. So for you, was there a certain point within the eight weeks that you knew? this is going to work out with Chris. Chris is like, there's no way we're uh, getting divorced. Um, it's an interesting question because I don't, I don't think until even now, I mean, you never know what's going to happen. We're totally fine, but I can't say for certain, you never know, like we'll never get divorced. I don't foresee it, but I think every day I just felt a little more comfortable in taking another day with him and, and planning another step in the future. So on the honeymoon, there was not a doubt in my mind that I was going to go back, move in with him right away. It, when I heard other couples weren't moving in together, it wasn't even an option in my head. Like we go on vacation, we move in together. We lived together for a few weeks and we were talking about post-decision day. And for me, it was, as you saw, a very obvious, we should live together. There's no doubt in my mind that we should take this next step. Even now, we just bought a house. Congrats. I didn't even question it. <laughs> Thank you. I said, uh, well, we both decided we have three dogs. We live in an apartment. We want to cement roots here. So, or plant roots, two different (laughs) analogies, but it wasn't even a question in our minds. Like we need a house. We buy a house. We just signed a 30 year mortgage. Like there's, there's never been any doubt of, are we ready for this next step? So 
it kind of just always has felt very natural, but there wasn't a certain point where I felt mm-hmm. it. It was just every day I felt a little more comfortable in planning the next day, week, right. month, year, 30 years. That And that's a good mindset to have because I, I always get so just like, not so frustrated, obviously I'm watching a show, but it's just like, come on, when <laughs> couples are just, are they're treating it as a, I'm looking for a reason to say yes, rather than it being a yes. And then, okay, let's see if something happens along the way to make me say no, which is why I think that we, we have the statistic that we do today on, with the successful married at first sight couples is because of their, I guess, approach. Do you feel like you had this approach was unique or do you feel like that was shared among like the rest of the cast going into their marriage? I think that Chris and I had a very unique approach because we both came in and said, we're not having any walls. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go in and make the other person earn our trust. We're not going to go in and, you know, make sure that we're comfortable sharing X, Y, and Z. We're just going to do it because when you have eight weeks, you don't have time to earn someone's trust or show them you're trustworthy. You just have to believe mm-hmm. it. And I've seen the show. I've seen a ton of people get burned and it is unfortunate, but we had the luxury of not wasting time dancing around. Well, do I want to tell him this? Do I want to say this? Should we talk about this? And because we did that, we were able to have those conversations realistically about the future. and say the things that in a normal relationship might take you six months to open up to someone about or ask them about. So I think it is pretty unique. I don't really know of many couples who are able to do that. And it was hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, I cannot say it was easy to just blindly trust a literal stranger. But if I married him, I figured I could at least put some trust in him. And if it backfired, what was I going to lose at that point? Yeah. And I think we, you guys, you know, especially on the honeymoon were like, as you said, extremely vulnerable with one another. Did either you or Chris like second guess, like sharing so much like on camera, not just with each other, but just on camera in general. Yeah. I I really think it was a, after the moment kind of regret because in the moment you, you forget the cameras are there after a certain point, you're just talking. And when you're really on a roll, they don't interrupt you, which is nice, but you forget. So I think we both regret being so vulnerable. Wow. Hard word. I haven't said that in a while, but vulnerable and open in front of the cameras because we said things to each other that we wanted each other to know, but maybe didn't want the rest of the world to know. But that also speaks to how comfortable we were with each other that we didn't even stop and think we were just going with it. So I definitely wish I had been a little bit more reserved on camera, but like I mentioned before, you don't get a ton of time off camera and some conversations felt weird to table. Like, let's talk about our exes yeah. now, but let's also talk about it later when we're off camera and we have alone time that it didn't feel appropriate to do that almost. So it's out there. The world knows, but I really think that's part of our success. So I regret it a little, but at the same time, I'm happy. It's out yeah. There. Um, and, and I mean, and it ended up working out for y'all just being, you know, so vulnerable and just being in the moment. Um, so if we think about 
the the conflict for, per se that they showed the first or I guess really the only major one that they made a big deal about on the show was the dog situation on the honeymoon. Um, and so what how it, I guess when it was happening, I know that production said like they'll figure something out. And what y'all ended up doing was um, your dog, which is Charlie, right? Charlie went mm-hmm. with your dad and then you had uh, Chris's two dogs. So how hard was it to make that decision? Because as you see, I have dogs as well. And I just couldn't imagine living apart from them. <laughs> so I guess talk, talk us through how that situation was. Sure. Well, it wasn't an easy decision by any means, but I, in that moment, was very rational. And I said, I have a support system for my dog. My dad was very happy to come up, stay with Charlie in my apartment. And we, now that uh, we don't live in the building, I can tell you we had Charlie over a lot more than we okay. let on. But nice. we couldn't See, make it. See, that's what I was saying. I said, "Yeah, Jason just said on the podcast. He's like, just do it." Yeah. I'm like, "You don't know what the situation is." Yeah, yeah. I said, "Well, if you pay I attention, said, that building management, rewatch, get that see, dog in there." <laughs> see little you'll ears, see, like Charlie's little ears. <laughs> yeah, when we're filming, and he's not supposed to be there. But um, for me, Chris had said he, you know, he he has family in Nashville, but no one that can watch these two giant dogs who shed a lot. So it's not like you can just ask someone, Hey, for eight weeks, can you take care of my dogs? And for me, I knew my dad could come up and watch Charlie in my apartment. So I could still see him until we figured out a plan. And worst case scenario, Charlie would go live with my dad for Mm -hmm. a few weeks on his farm with all the chickens and my dad's dogs. And he's been there before he stayed with him there before and he loves it there. So even though the idea of being separated from him was very upsetting to me, I knew I had good options for him. Whereas Chris didn't have any options and it was the first time he was actually boarding them for an extended period. So I'm seeing this man, my new husband devastated with literally no, every suggestion he was making, they were saying, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. And I had a very viable option for Charlie. So it just made sense. Yeah, we saw production tell you, like, we'll figure something out. Did they ever make any other, like, attempts at, you know, any other accommodations? Not really. Um, We looked into getting some sort of Airbnb situation that would be near where everyone else Mm. was filming, but we just didn't have the time. And at one point, we were going to live separately. And But neither of us could have three dogs in our apartments either. So that made it even trickier because it's not like, one of us had a house and we could just film there. So they really were just shooting down every idea that Chris had. And once you see him very upset and crying, that's after he had suggested everything he could think of and was just completely shot down. So this was really our idea because I called my dad, as you saw, and they were like, okay, we'll make this work. And we did what we had to, but. Yeah. Work down the end. And I know I am glad on the re- <laughs> no, I am glad on the I'm I am glad on the real real y'all were like, all right, let's just sneak the dog <laughs> right. in. Like, what's the big what's the big deal? Yeah. I mean it, it's just like they didn't even notice who was yeah. doing what. There were cameras everywhere, but right. Asia the rule follower was like, <laughs> No, you can't do that. No, I will I, said, I will shoot. say when I first got uh Pepper, who was my oldest dog, um, they we did have a like a pet fee that I didn't pay because I was like, We're only here for two more months. I'm not paying a deposit. And I'm about to move. 
So I did. I did. I broke the rules a little bit. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 had a, I had a cat. I had a cat for like three years in my apartment complex that the apartment complex did not know about. Okay. Oh I'll just say that. Uh, so on the note, sneaky, right? Sneaky. On the note of the the dog. So I know that like we've seen some very chaotic dog meeting situations, like in Houston, um, and then in with in San Diego with. Uh, Justin and Alexis. So we saw that they had a pretty pretty pleasant meeting. How are how are they now all being together? Oh, they're great. I, they truly are like brothers because they play, they fight. Charlie and Coda, so the youngest and oldest, they're so similar. So they'll fight over nothing. Like a crumb <laughs> is on the floor, and they're both like, "That's my crumb," or we'll be petting one, and the other one's like, "No, I want my belly rub." And it's it's just funny dog stuff, but Kobe, who's the middle, and Charlie, they play they are just big and little. They're playing all the time. They're just laying with each other. The three of them, they really are best friends, but also fight, but that's what best friends yeah. do. But they're they're just very happy dogs and that's why we wanted to get them a backyard because they love to run around and play, but they just can't do that in our apartment. And the dog park is far and it's mm-hmm. hot here. It is hot to lug three big dogs to yeah. a dog park. So we we are getting them a, a play oh, area. I love that. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. You two <laughs> dog lovers. Uh we got we got the dog talk out of the way. Uh, I hope y'all are happy now. The best topic. <laughs> yes. Dogs and dinosaurs, you know? <laughs> but back 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 to the coupledom of it all. Um uh, th- throughout the whole eight weeks, you know, it was obvious that you and Chris you know, we're the most consistent couple, as we talked about. Was it ever, you know, awkward or weird for, for you two to be around all these other couples that are in like, such turmoil? How, how was that feeling of being like, we're doing great? Everybody's like, we are awful. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a little uncomfortable towards the beginning when everyone was kind of figuring out where they were at that point. And we were doing so well. We moved in. We had been intimate and we had to share that. and. It felt very braggy when one couple is saying they're getting a divorce, the other couples aren't attracted. And we're like, by the way, we're boning now. So it's it was very uncomfortable in that sense. But everyone else was so happy for us, so supportive. We never felt at all like anyone was jealous or not happy for us or didn't want to hear about our success. But it did feel a little awkward at times when we would have to go around and be like, what's everyone's update? And there's tears and people are crying and we're like, yeah, we just signed a lease for the next year, but okay. I'm sorry. So yeah, but everyone was really happy. They're still so supportive mm-hmm. of us and our biggest cheerleaders are really the rest of the cast. That's awesome. Cause it's like, you have, you know, obviously y'all have friends, but these are the friends that understand what y'all have been through so it's just a different like shared experience that y'all have, like not so much trauma oh, bonding because sure. it's not for y'all, <laughs> maybe for them, but a little bit though, just the whole filming experience mm-hmm. and watching it. And we used to have watch parties every week at our apartment. So we would sit there and we'd all have to watch it and hang our heads <laughs> in shame together. So, you know, giving out apologies like, oh, I forgot mm-hmm. I said that. I'm really sorry. but we. I think, no, I know we are the closest cast out of any season that I'm aware of. We really are like a family and I don't know of any other season who has that. Oh, that's awesome. 
And I think we could observe that too, because we were like, how did this happen that we got this extension? But it wasn't like y'all were like, there was no one butting heads. There weren't like, oh, okay, if Matt comes, we know something might happen like in past seasons. (laughs) We're like, we're just watching y'all live and be happy and have fun together. Yeah, Clint's like, you want to date my ex-wife? You go right on ahead. I don't care. Yeah. It's all good. All good vibes. Big weird yeah. family. Yeah. Um, so that 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 is good. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So I guess another situation that we saw um, was (laughs) on the retreat, the dinosaur costumes. So tell, tell us how that all came to be. So, uh, literally the bane of my existence, but I, I wanted to prank the other couples because I'm a jokester, right? So I was thinking I could prank them, trying to come up with ideas. Everyone was packing. It was like a packing breakfast mix situation. So what I wanted to do while everyone was eating was take one of their shoes, like a left shoe, a right shoe from someone and people would be packing. Not a great prank, but just something that would be a little bothersome and they'd be frantically looking for these shoes, whatever. So the idea of putting on these dinosaur costumes was presented to me. 
And now I will say, I did not think it was the best. It didn't seem like a prank to me. It didn't feel prankish. It just felt like putting on a silly act. But much like my marriage, once I commit to something, I go in 110%. And I had no idea that packing had finished and everyone was on to breakfast because Chris and I, our room was downstairs all the way in the back. So we didn't know, we couldn't see other people. We couldn't see what couples were doing. We couldn't hear them. So I'm expecting us to go upstairs. They're packing. Like I would put stuff in their bags as a dinosaur. Ha ha ha. And Chris is like, I don't want to do this. Like, Chris, the faster we do this, the faster we can leave. We can eat breakfast and leave. He's like, I don't want to do this. And I'm blowing up the dinosaur and putting in the batteries. I'm like, come on, if we're going to do this, let's just do it. Like, let's do it right. And you saw, he was like, I don't want to do this. Like, If you don't do this, then we have to do something else because I've already committed us to some sort of prank. So we get upstairs and... As you saw, no one thought it was funny. (laughs) No one was excited. They were waiting on us for breakfast so we could leave. And we had just prolonged everyone's day, which was going to be a four-hour drive home. So not only were we the assholes, we were assholes in blow-up dinosaur costumes. So I wish I had known the circumstances because I would have just said, never mind. But if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. I'm a woman of my word. And... I made my husband dress up like a blow-up dinosaur, and I have to live with that. I gotta say, it's it's really a low-key underrated moment of the season because, like, as I'm playing it back in my head, it's like the faces of everyone as y'all come, so you know, stomping in your dinosaur costumes. It's like so, and you can tell they're perturbed. They're like, oh, we're just oh, trying yeah. to like, get too. our stuff and get out. And you know, you're really you're really dedicated to the bit. I think you probably even see their faces. And you're just like, all right, I gotta keep going with this. I have to commit. <laughs> As you're making dinosaur noise, like ah, like trying to eat their food or whatever, so so priceless. Uh, and you know, you say you were presented with this. I mean, I'm assuming you didn't you didn't pack the dinosaur costumes before you were leaving for the tree. Like this is gonna be so I good. Did not. <laughs> no, no. I think that would have been way too much for me to pack blow up dinosaur <laughs> costumes. But again, presented with an idea that I say yes to, I'm gonna commit. And if I went up there and wasn't into it and Chris wasn't into it, I think it would have looked even worse. Like just two sad dinosaurs. So I had to go and really get into the act. Well, I mean, the the difference between you and Chris in that moment where Chris is just like, I guess I'm going to do this. So you're, you're still so exuberant about it. It was just fantastic comedy. Uh, I really, really loved it. I thought it was an underrated moment. Um, You know, it's a meeting of your existence, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, one of the highlights Uh, of the retreat. I'm glad you you enjoyed it. Yeah. What what is it with the, you know, with the dinosaurs and the pineapples? What what is the origin story of your obsession with those two things together? Yeah. I don't well, it, I don't really think I have an obsession with them. I think I just for some reason so my I, I should say my mom's really into pineapple decor. So she lives in Florida now, she's retired, she has a whole room that's just like Tommy Bahama, pineapple, whatever. So I think I got the love of like pineapple decor, little tchotchkes, knickknacks, whatever, like little pineapple lamps and things. I think I got the love of that from her. And then dinosaurs, I've just always loved dinosaurs. I have my big dinosaur tattoo. I have a few little dinosaur things that people have gifted me. So I I just really enjoy them. I don't know what it is, but I guess when production came to my house, they had noticed that I had a lot of dinosaurs and pineapples which wasn't even something that I had registered 
that I had an abundance of. So it was, again, something that they ran with. And I like dinosaurs and pineapples. So I wasn't going to say no. I wasn't going to say. And the pineapple safe word, that was honestly just a coincidence. They asked me, what would your safe word be? And the first thing that came to my mind was pineapple. It wasn't in any relation to the fact that I had pineapple decor. But uh, it now I will forever be known as the pineapple dinosaur girl. But I'm I'm not going to fight it because pineapples and dinosaurs are awesome. Well, listen, obviously, it's not that foreign of a concept. I had this background here. I didn't make this. Mm-hmm. This is available, <laughs> freely available. And like as I'm searching for dinosaur pineapple stuff, there's a lot of dinosaur pineapple stuff. So you're not yeah. the only one out there unless you're the one populating the Internet with pineapple dinosaur. That's content. me. That's my day job. <laughs> That's just you. you actually yeah. made that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're welcome. Um, so, so, what? Where? I was going somewhere with that. Um, we got too deep with the pineapples and dinosaurs. Oh, here we go. I'm back <laughs> right. on it. Okay. So we get, we did get that moment that they, they really like. I feel like any time, which y'all probably didn't have many, but any time there was any sort of like friction, they made sure to like make a meal of it. So they made a really big deal about Chris sharing that he had um, shared or what he said in one of his confessionals. And he was getting ahead of it by telling you before it aired. Um, So was there anything else while watching the show that you you may have said that you didn't remember saying that they that, you know, was shown maybe out of context or anything that he said that you're like, oh, you said that? You know, there were some things I'm trying to remember. They weren't necessarily things taken out of context, but they were things we were answering questions. They weren't necessarily our original thoughts. And, you know, I think it was um, when we were doing our back to the roots and they showed an entire scene where we're talking about me and how I had a rebellious phase. And if you notice, Chris does not speak the entire scene. It is just me speaking, he's eating, he's drinking. And then they go to his interview and all he says is, I, I couldn't be married to the old Nicole. Like some, something mm-hmm. along those lines. Yeah. And obviously I know that that is what they were trying to mm-hmm. get at. Like, would you be interested in her? And that kind of struck a, a nerve because I keep trying to press, like I'm still old Nicole, that's still part of me, but I'm just older now. I don't go out and, First of all, I don't have to sneak out of my house. I don't have to stay out after curfew because I'm in my 30s, right? I'm not drinking as much because I'm in my 30s. The hangover just lasts and lasts. So I'm just not doing all of those things anymore. But you get me in the right mood. I'm drinking. I'm having fun. I'm dancing. I'm being crazy. So I took that as, do you not like the things I'm describing? Or do you not like how often I was doing things or... Like, what is it that you wouldn't marry about old Nicole? So that's I think the of- moment. Yeah, I think the moment I remember thinking, that's a good. Th- it's good to know that Chris wouldn't marry a teenage, like re- a rebellious teenager. Like, well, yeah, there's that too. That's a good thing he didn't. He wasn't uh, excited by the idea of sixteen year old me. But yeah. just certain things were either taken out of context or. I remember there there was that scene where the girls and I were all out and they had those guys come up to us. Yes. And um, they were really aggressive and saying, you know, how basically our husbands were like little bitch babies. 
And I was saying like, no, my husband's a man, like fully grown man, whatever. And then uh, I I said, I'm the alpha in my household. I live with my husband and three male dogs, but I'm the alpha. But it shows as if I'm saying like, I'm married to a beta and I'm the alpha and you know, I'm woman, hear me roar. (laughs) And all I was saying is like, when you live in a house with all that male energy, you have to step up Mm -hmm. and kind of take charge because I live with a lot of boys. So that I think really rubbed him the wrong way as it should, because it looked like I was being disrespectful and I was really just trying to toot my own horn, (laughs) but it looked like I was being disrespectful to Chris and I would never want to do that. What was that club scene? What did did, uh, did you guys like? Was the club shut down and they hired these guys off the street to come in and like mess with y'all? Like, what was that about? Who knows? I don't. You know, we were. It was a brand new bar that opened, so there were other people there, Mm. but there was no one on the stage area except for us. And um, these guys just came over. And yeah, it literally looked like they, they looked like production off screen. It's like, all right, action. And then they just went up to the stage to like talk to y'all. <laughs> so bizarre. Excuse me. One of them was a boxing coach who mm-hmm. coached Mac and Ares. Oh my gosh. Excuse oh, me. Oh, really? <coughs> oh yeah. Oh my, I think we yeah. clocked that when it, when it happened. I think we, that, that's one of the guys from the, from the club. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's funny. <laughs> all this dinosaur talk is getting me excited. <laughs> <Right. Ooh. laughs> Uh, I mean, speaking of, of you know, uh, watching the show back and maybe changing opinions or not, you during the season were a big proponent of like Kirsten and Shaq. Like you guys have to get back together. You guys have to make it work. After seeing what they went through, did your opinion of that change at all? No, <laughs> um, I, I doubled down and I think they should have stayed together on decision day. But <clears throat> currently today, I'm happy they're not okay. together. But I, I just felt like they needed more time. It yeah. took them so long to get to a good place. And that place was like the day of decision week or decision day. So I wish they had given themselves more time. Yeah. But it is what it is. And they're both very happy. And I'll always hold out hope. But <laughs> it is what it is. I, 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 guess, I guess I just I guess I was unsure because you obviously see more than we do as viewers because you're up up front and center, but you also don't see some of the stuff that we see when they're, you know, when they're alone, those two. So I didn't know if like seeing what you, what you had only heard about and not seen, you know, change how you thought about, you know, probably, I would say probably more Shaq than Chris, but I I didn't know if that was an indicator of anything, but yeah, you you know, you made it clear. You, You still think they would be good together is what I, is what I'm hearing. I think they would be a great couple. But in, in the, I mean, Chuck lives in Texas now. They're yeah. just, logistically, it doesn't make sense. And they miss their window, I would say. But at the time, they had the window. Mm-hmm. And I wish they just, they just tried. But I'm more upset about it than anyone else in the world. And I need to just... <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> I mean, it did. It did make sense that because they of the five couples, they were the second most. The, the they're they had the second highest probability of staying together based on all their interactions. If you look at the other couples, you're like they, they don't stand a chance. Was there a point you felt that way? That did you ever feel like Gina and Clint stood a chance? Oh okay. no, <laughs> I didn't. Um, <laughs> honestly, so. 
<clears throat> excuse me, I had spoken to her right after the wedding. And she had said, she's like, there's just not this chemistry, but I believe chemistry can grow. You know, she's dated people in the past where she wasn't immediately attracted to them. So she was feeling very hopeful. And then the honeymoon situation happened. And I don't think that in itself was the problem, but I think that showed their stance on the situation where they were both saying, I don't like these core things about you and it could grow, but not really what I'm into. And I just, I feel like once you kind of set that standard, it's very hard to grow. And then they didn't live together. Well, they did, but in separate bedrooms. Mm -hmm. Like you're just, you're pushing away any chance of relationship every day you don't live together. And of course I told them this, but I didn't think they gave themselves a fair shot. I think they could have maybe worked, but I don't know. Actually, I take that back. I think they could have worked if they tried, but it wouldn't have lasted forever because fundamentally they're just very different mm-hmm. people and yep. seeing who they're both dating now. And like Clint's girlfriend is nothing like Gina and Gina's boyfriend is nothing like Clint. And they're both so happy in their yeah. couples. So I think they're good not having stayed married. And since and on that same note, we saw consistently throughout the, the season that you were the one that had to step up in the group settings to kind of get, facilitate conversations. So then you became very like invested in the progress of the couples. I know everybody has their opinions on like how the, the I guess, uh, the frequency of the involvement of the experts. But <laughs> with that aside, do, did you did you start to feel any pressure since you were the one like and having those conversations to try to get the, when you were in a group setting, trying to get them to realize things about their relationships. Yeah, I, th- I think because Chris and I were in such a good place, we were able to observe more. So we were seeing the the miscommunications or the places where people weren't connecting. So that's why I would call it out more because I was just noticing mm-hmm. it. I mean, a lot of times when the girls would hang out and the guys would hang out, Chris and I would come home after. And because we weren't struggling with things, we would sit there and chit chat and gossip. I'm like, okay, what did Shaq say? And what did the girl, I'll tell you what the girl said. And let's talk about this. So I feel like we were very much able to observe and try to help course correct because they were our friends. And I mean, Kirsten and Shaq lived right next door to us. So we could literally, we would have a conversation with him a conversation with her about the same thing and they would say the same thing, but not to each other. So we would have to step in and say, say this to each other. And it- I, Shaq and Kirsten are the most, were the most frustrating couple I think we've ever seen in Mary First Sight history because oh. they just would not talk to each other. They would say things to different people and then not say the same thing to each other. So just as you're like describing, I think that's one of the reasons yeah. we're just like, why can't y'all get your act together? Like if you just said something, like you could it's make like this, this work. They were, they were the same book, but in two different languages and just couldn't yeah. get on the same page. As Shaq said, we can't get on the same page. <laughs> Well, we would always say that they were on the same page, but at different points, because one of them would be really open and the other one was closed. And then it would switch. So just pretend (laughs) you're both there and then see what that looks like. But I'm not an expert. I don't think I'm an expert, but I do think I was around way more than any of the experts. So there's definitely a different 
level of observation when you're with someone. I mean, we weren't together every day, but the girls and I would talk at least every day. We would see each other pretty frequently. And although I'm not an expert, I'm seeing things that the experts aren't. So I had a different perspective. To kind of piggyback off of that, like we talked we talk to Jazz a little bit about the expert and how she felt about the experts. How did you and Chris feel about the experts? Did you guys get really like, did you really get anything out of the experts? Did you guys feel like we're doing good? I mean, we don't really need it, but we'll do it because it's part of the show. To be careful here. Um, I had a love-hate relationship with the experts because I felt like Chris and I were doing so well and the experts would come in and talk to us about things that weren't necessarily pressing in that moment, or they would give us homework assignments, like the fishbowl questions, or, you know, you didn't see a lot of them, but it was like, write down a budget that you want to share, just things that we weren't ready for in our relationship, or it just wasn't the right time to do these things. We were felt like we had to do them. And you really didn't see any of this. But when Dr. Pia showed up, I was very emotional. And a lot of it was because we felt like we were doing things sexually that made us feel comfortable. And we had this expert who I had never met before coming in and telling us, well, why don't you try this and switch things up? And, you know, you don't want to wait until it's too late to start doing different things, which I agree. You know, it's always good to switch things up, keep things alive. But we had been intimate for maybe two weeks at that point. So it felt like what we were doing wasn't good enough at a certain point. And I felt like anytime an expert would come talk to us, it was to almost tell us how we were doing it wrong versus commend us on what we were doing right. But at the same time, there was a, a point where Chris and I both had, I love you on the tip of our tongues and we just couldn't say it. And we needed Pastor Cal to kind of shake us a little bit and and point out what was so obvious. So in that sense, incredibly helpful, but he also didn't give us homework or make us talk about something we didn't want to. So definitely I I didn't find as much benefit from the experts as the other couples, but I can only say that that is because Chris was just so amazing and we didn't have that many issues to work through. Everybody talking about where the experts at Nicole's like, don't keep them. <laughs> Just have a say at home. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's tough because especially like Jason and I have seen every season. And so we've talked about before, like it always seems like they they put so much effort in casting like two couples they know will work. And then the other three are just kind of like, this will be probably be fun to watch. And so it feels like y'all were y'all were that one where it just it works. Like it the the intention was there to make sure that y'all would be a good match. Yeah, they did a great job matching us. So for that I am forever grateful. But I don't know that I needed to see them more throughout the season, but I wish they had been around more for mm-hmm. the other couples. That makes sense. Um, so we got to see you um, on the after party. So what, at what point does the after party take place, I guess, in relation to when it actually airs? And how was it? We always call her Rudy. But how was it meeting Keisha Knight William? Oh, my gosh. Fangirling. I was like, oh, it's Keisha Knight William. I'm just sitting next to you in your chair. And her husband. So handsome. Mm-hmm. So lovely. Um, 
so the after party films during it starts during that lull where the show hasn't started airing yet. So the first few after parties, and we don't see any of this really until the after party. Uh, so the first few episodes were like, oh, okay, these are some never before seen clips. <laughs> cool. But then once the show starts airing and then you film after parties for other episodes, you're very aware of how things are going to be used. So it's almost mm. like a mind game. <laughs> but it, I saw it as a, a redemption almost. Like if, if there was a situation that happened, I mean, there were a few weeks that I was scared to watch because I knew things that I did would be shown in these episodes. And the after party was almost a way to explain myself or give a little bit more context that made it make sense. But it was interesting filming those because you would see clips that you probably filmed at that point, like four or five months ago. They're like, oh, this is how we're showing this. Okay, let's let's go right. with it. And y'all had y'all y'all talk like it's a uh, like present day because you're just reacting to what the episode like. So is right. that hard? <laughs> It is hard. The first few times are hard, but then you get used to it. And I remember I, you know, I had to remove myself from the Facebook groups because some of them were just pure evil. But in the beginning, people would be like, I can't believe, you know, they're filming this or they're showing this right after the episode. I'm like, you think we're sitting there like in, this is live in the studio. Yeah. And I get it. Some people just don't want to know how the sauce is made. But like, it's very obvious that we're not actually like live from after the episode. So it it's interesting to have to, again, it's, it's harder for other couples because I'm still married. But when, yep. for example, the wedding episodes, like they already know they're divorced mm -hmm. at this point or getting a divorce, but you have to talk as though <laughs> in the moment, I'm so happy to see my husband at the end of the aisle. Like, he seems like a nice man who's going to be attracted to me. Meanwhile, you're seated inside. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So. Or I, you know, I had to pretend like, yeah, Kirsten and Shaq, like I want them to be together because I know they're mm. going to make it. Meanwhile, I'm still yeah. dealing with them getting a divorce, but I have to pretend like I don't know that yet. So it's kind of a weird game, but it, I think it's really helpful to be on the after parties. I feel bad Chris was barely on any, but he doesn't bring any drama. <laughs> like you need to yeah. be more dramatic. Yeah, you know, and you know, we also, we, you know, we here on the podcast like like also like to play the after party game where it's like we we try and read you guys's you know uh, emotional cues and verbal tics like oh yeah they are definitely not together yeah. anymore that that man does not like that woman as you can tell by the way they're talking to each other yeah. and there have been other, there have been some couples that have pulled off better than others uh, looking at you Mark the Shark and Lindsay yeah. um, but uh, you know we it's a fun Ooh. game to play as we're watching it to figure out like all right what does they really think about this person as they're talking yeah so that's probably a really fun moment for us too to really kind of try especially that. like yeah. i think with this season this season was really good with after party like in the past i've like eh, you know nothing exciting but i felt like y'all really did provide a lot of more context especially since the out the episodes were i maybe because the episodes were an hour and a half the season um but i will say with Shaq, there were some things he would say that i was like I don't think he would say this if they were still married. <laughs> so I was like, we would try to like read it. Um, so the fun yeah. game. do you plan on continuing to watch Married at First Sight? I do. I, you know, I still love it. And I know that it can work. 
And even if it works for one couple, that's yeah. the dream. I mean, if, yeah. if I can welcome any new couples into the still together alumni group, I would love to do that. And it's honestly, now that I've been on the other side, it's really fun because I'm like, oh, I know what they're doing there. And I see where that's edited or that's definitely mm-hmm. my producer who's doing that because that's one of his little tricks. So it, <laughs> I think I'll watch it as like a, a game almost. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see Denver whenever they decide yep. to yeah. show it to us. <laughs> I have no idea, but I'll be happy when I'm not the most recent season because I'm ready to hand, hand it over to a new group yeah. of unsuspecting <laughs> victims. <laughs> So, so that being said, you're still going to watch. So are you and Chris going to, you know, if, if the opportunity arises, will you guys do like a couple's couch or, I mean, even if they decide to resurrect couples cam and follow you guys, you know, after you, after your season to see how you guys are doing now, would you guys be open to that? Yeah, I, I think depending on what it is, we would be open to it. If you asked me two months ago, I would have said, absolutely not. I don't want another camera in front of me ever, but we love sharing our story. We love sharing how happy we are and how this show actually was a success. So I would love nothing more than to be able to share that with more people. You know, if they wanted to do couples cam, couples couch, whatever it is, we'd be here for it. And any way I can give my opinion on people I don't know <laughs> is just exciting for me. So hey, we we understand. I, we, we, we definitely feel that. <laughs> well, and yeah, I would say couples camp. It seems like it's more your speed. So it's like you know the difficulties that were with like the constant filming with the actual season. Seems like that could that would be more balanced uh, with y'all's schedule. Um, and so okay, obviously throughout the season we heard you know your feelings through like through the confessionals, but I guess outside. So this is like your, your raw, I guess, feedback or your raw response outside of what they've chopped together. But with you and Chris working out so well, um, what do you love about Chris? Everything. (laughs) No, I love, this is going to sound silly, but I love that he disagrees with me on everything because he does it to be annoying. (laughs) Excuse me, but it's, it's just, so playful, so silly. We're so comfortable around each other. And I can just be me. I mean, yesterday we did a photo shoot and I was standing there getting ready in my Spanx. I couldn't get the dress up because the zipper was a little messy. And he was like, oh, I'll squeeze you in there. And it wasn't even a thought in my mind to be embarrassed or feel weird about it. Like he's just, he loves all of me, even when he's like, you know, breaking his (laughs) finger, trying to get me in this dress. And I love that about him. He makes me laugh. All we do is laugh. And we're very much, as I'm sure you know, we just balance each other. So when I'm spiraling, he calms me down. When he's overthinking, I'm like, hey, why don't we think about it a different way or just not think about it at all? So I love that we do that for each other, but we didn't have to figure that out. It was just natural. But he makes me laugh. He's so funny. Yeah, I I have to say, like, you know, we talked about the intro packages where it seemed like almost as if like Chris's intro package and Nicole's intro package are like, y'all going to crash and burn. But as soon as you guys got together, it was like, oh, this is this is it. I think more than more than most other mass couples just like, okay, yeah, this is going to work from the very start. As as Asia said, from start to finish, we had y'all at at top fives, uh, you know, across the board. 
So yeah, it, more you. than any, most any others, it felt real and it felt the chemistry was there from, from moment one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was there. I walked yeah. down that aisle and I was like, oh, God, like very happy. <laughs> Even my mom, she was like, oh, oh, he's yeah. handsome. I was like, I can see mom. I, I have eyes. Thank You're you. Like, yes, I agree. <laughs> um, so last but not least, we, th- we, we did this with Jasmine. It was pretty fun. Um, well, I think it was pretty fun, <laughs> but we're uh, a word association game. So we're just going to name someone on the cast and then you just give us the first word that comes to mind. Um, so Chris. Sweet. Okay. Um, Jasmine. Fun. Eris. Hilarious. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kirsten. She a ray of sunshine. Shaq. He's just a man. Okay. Uh, Clint. Intriguing. Okay. Gina. Very complex fellow. Gina. (laughs) She's just, she's another ray of sunshine. She's just, my best friend. She's just a down, down ass bitch. (laughs) That's a good one. Are you also bartering services back and forth? Yeah. I do her marketing. She does my hair. It's great. That's wonderful. <laughs> uh, who am I forgetting? Oh, yes. Uh, Mac. Oh, <laughs> no. I feel like Jasmine probably said that too. I did listen to her. Um, I don't know. He's just really sweet. Like I, know, But in a different way than Chris. Chris is like, oh, my gooey little honey bear sweet. But Mac is just like genuine, salt of the earth, like sweet hometown guy. It's a different kind of sweet. Hey. And Dom, and, uh, of course, yeah. yeah. Dom is a load of fun, and also different than Jasmine. Fun because Jasmine's like fun, like you know, she's your friend. She's like my Barbie girl, and Dom is like, I want to go out and get all kinds of crazy. She's the girl I'm calling. But yeah, I mean, I just I love. Yeah, them you all. need both those types of fun. Good you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this was great. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your experience. Um, so where can people keep up with you if you they want to see what you're up to, follow you and Chris? So I am on Instagram. My name is Nicole underscore Woolley. Um, that is my childhood nickname. And I'm always posting whatever we're doing. Embarrassing Chris. So please... <laughs> follow stay in touch um yeah we're around hopefully you'll see us on some version of couples something something or (laughs) another but thank you for having me this has been so lovely and i'm glad i cleared the air on the dino situation (laughs) a little bit (laughs) yes thank you so much for being here um jason what are you up to where can people follow you uh you can follow me on twitter or x or whatever letter of the alphabet we call it uh, at this point, uh, you can find me there at J-A-Y-R-1085 uh, on the podcast front. I'm doing a couple of shows over on Post Recaps. I'm doing Winning Time, and I'm also doing Special Ops Linus. So you can check me out there, uh, talk about those shows. Uh, may or may not see me have some Big Brother coverage coming up. Uh, Asia, how about Well, you? don't forget about your amazing coverage of Hijack. That was great. Great show. Yeah, but that's all <laughs> yes, such a great show. <laughs> um, so yeah, y'all can follow me on all social media at Asia Like Asia. That's A-Y-S-H-A like A-S-I-A. Um, right now, I'm just hopping in on Big Brother 25 coverage. So um, you can catch me there on either like a recap or a live feed update. If you follow me, then you'll be in the know when I'm going on. 
Um, and yeah, and that's until we get a premiere date for season 17. So if you're watching this, I'm sure that you are also waiting for season 17. So you're waiting right along with us. Um, we can't forget about the Facebook group. Make sure you go join the Facebook group um, that if you look up a perfect match podcast on Facebook, you can join in. Um, don't have a should we, should we give a should we give a special pass? Nicole, give us a special password for people that see this and want to join the Facebook group. Give us a one and one or two words. If I want to, no, join if it? anyone wants to, no, join just it. to give people we that want to join, it. they to they join. have to enter a password. You give us the password. Oh, um, uh, let's go. Let's just go T Rex. There pineapple. we go. Like, let's <laughs> keep it. Keep it. T Rex. T Rex pineapple. So yeah, yeah. Like like Asia yeah. said, look it up. Agree to the group rules. We don't we don't tolerate no fools in the mm-hmm. Facebook group, as uh, Jasmine mm-hmm. said uh, when she was on. And enter the password. Yes. Yeah, it's Nicole. Nicole's watching from her burner account. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, T Rex so, pineapples. Uh, yeah. Put in the password. Agree to the group rules, and we'll let you in. And we just talk about married at first sight. Um, sometimes people will throw in some commentary on other shows in there too. So just come and join in on the fun with the rest of the listeners. And until we get a premiere date, that's when we'll be, we'll be back uh, for coverage of Married at First Sight. But until then, thank y'all so much for joining us. And we'll see you next time. Bye. If I told you I found you a perfect match? Chosen by science, but you had to marry them right this second. You would tell me, well, that sounds pretty whack. And I would add you having weeks to know if you really love them. You just got married at first sight. Jason and Asia tell you wrong from right are all these couples just disasters waiting to happen imagine if one of them could be a perfect match lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you could get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.